I did a poll on Instagram recently to see if any of my music teacher friends had ever hosted a musical informants. A few said yes, a few said no, but a surprising number of respondents chose the third option. What's an informants? An informants is basically an informal performance, or as Eastman professor Dave Headlam describes, quote, a performance for the information age, end quote. It's an opportunity to share musical works in progress or perform in a laid-back environment while inviting the audience into the process. There's a teaching component and a performing component, and depending on how you structure it, a conversational or interactive experiential component. In case you missed it, this is a three-part series on how to plan a musical informants with your students, whether you teach private lessons, direct a community ensemble, or teach in the classroom. In episode 68, I showed you in real time how I was researching, planning, and organizing my first musical informants for my students. I shared a few historical examples of musicians who exemplified this model of education and engagement, talked about ideas for how you could structure this, outlined a few components that separate an informants from a performance, and shared how we're preparing for this event in my studio. I actually thought of another exemplary figure who embodies the model of the informants after I recorded the last episode, Bill McLaughlin. He's the Peabody Award-winning classical music radio host of the popular show, Exploring Music. It's on at 7 p.m. on weekdays on our local classical station. We started listening to it as grad students. Each week they have a different theme, everything from music and art to Beethoven's symphonies to art songs to nature themes like From the Mountain to the Sea, which he's doing this week. They've recorded over 200 week-long adventures, exploring works from various times, people, and places. What I love about the show is how Bill weaves together source material, letters and interviews that give us insight into the composer's process, or how the piece was first received, and then musical examples that he plays on his studio piano to illustrate key musical moments and lines. He combines music history, music theory, and music performance in a way that's accessible for listeners of all experience levels. Today, I'm sharing more details about our upcoming musical informants, my repertoire list, the questions I'm posing to my students as they learn and prepare, opportunities for student creativity and input, and how I'm organizing it with parents and families. I'm Ashley Danu, and you're listening to Field Notes on Music Teaching and Learning. Writing field notes is a way of documenting and processing what we see in the world. This podcast is a collection of creative ideas, practical strategies, and thoughtful observations from the field of music teaching and learning. Here, you'll find creative and pedagogically sound teaching tips, fresh new approaches you can use in your teaching, and insight into a few tried and true systems and creative processes designed to help you do your best work. Let's get started. As I mentioned in the last episode, 
Our musical informants this spring is in celebration of the solar eclipse, as Rochester, New York is in the path of totality, which means for a couple of minutes on Monday afternoon, April 8th, the sun will be totally eclipsed by the moon, and the sky will turn dark like night. There's so much great music for elementary and intermediate piano students inspired by the sun, the moon, and outer space, so I thought it would be fun to choose a special piece for each student in my studio and plan a few informances for parents and families. So let's talk about repertoire. I started by making a list of all the pieces I could think of that had some sort of space theme. And then I went through the table of contents for my method books and go-to supplemental books. Once I had a good list in hand, I started thinking about pieces that might work well for each of my students, including some that could be turned into duets. Here's what I ended up with. For the preparatory level, I found Moonfinder by Dennis Alexander, The Rising Sun by Nancy Telfer in the Celebration Series Preparatory B level, This can easily be turned into a duet by having students play in different octaves. Dancing with My Shadow by Lisa Donovan Lucas. Sailing in the Sun by Nancy Faber in Level 1. And Storms on Saturn by Nancy Faber in Level 2A. I will share links to all of these pieces and repertoire collections in the show notes, so look for the link to that below. At the elementary level, I found Solar Eclipse in Piano Safari Level 2. You could have two students play this together or turn it into a trio with the teacher accompaniment. Sunshine and Shadows by Martha Muir. A Morning Sunbeam by Florence Price. Speedy Comet by Allison Matthews in Celebration Series Level 1. Kind of has a Star Wars feel to it. Stellar by Chrissy Ricker. Lunar Eclipse by Nancy Faber in Level 3A, Sunny Day by Robert Vandal, Dark to Light by Jennifer Eklund, and Sailing by Moonlight by Joan Last in the Celebration Series Level 2. At the early intermediate level, I found The Sunshiny Morning by Cornelia Scurlett, The Moons of Jupiter by Nancy Faber, When the Sun Rises by Nancy Faber in Level 5, When the Planets Are Aligned by Nancy Telfer in Celebration Series 4. This is a fun etude in mixed meter. Sailing on the Solar Wind by Martha Hill Duncan. And Bright Orange by Robert Starer in Celebration Series Level 6. At the late intermediate level, I found Halley's Comet in the Celebration Series Level 7 by Nancy Telfer. This one has lots of seventh chords. Sun Shower in Level 8 by Martha Hill Duncan, and O Moon by Alexina Louie in Celebration Series Level 8. For pop music, I thought of You Are My Sunshine, the interstellar theme, Here Comes the Sun, Good Day Sunshine, and one of my students suggested Total Eclipse of the Heart. I made repertoire assignments about eight weeks before the proposed informants dates, knowing that we have February recess in there and a few other days off of school. As we work on these pieces and lessons, I'm encouraging my students to think about what makes their piece unique or interesting. What can we share with parents and family members? Here are a few questions I'm asking. 
What would someone who doesn't play the piano need to know about this? What might the composer have been thinking here? What do you love about this piece? Where is there a musical surprise? What's your favorite musical moment? What did you learn while working on this piece? What's something that was challenging for you in this piece? How did you work on that? As we come up with ideas, I'm jotting them down in the Notes app on my phone. For instance, Nancy Telfer's piece, The Rising Sun, in the Celebration Series Preparatory B repertoire book, is written in black key pentatonic, an interesting feature. I have two second graders who are playing this as a duet, so they could talk about the process of turning a solo piece into a duet. Did they want to have one person play the first phrase, the musical question, and the other play the second, the musical answer? Do they both want to play the whole piece, but in different octaves? Who will be responsible for the pedal? Who will set the tempo? This piece also provides an opportunity to invite an audience member or two to try out a black key improvisation at the piano to get a feel for how this piece will sound. Another student is playing Florence Price's A Morning Sunbeam, which is available on IMSLP. We can provide some historical background as to who Florence Price was and her contributions to the field, talk about melody versus accompaniment, and explain the form. I have two fourth graders who are playing the piece Solar Eclipse from Piano Safari Level 2, the perfect piece for this event. They're planning to share about the technique involved with each part, the form, theme, and variations, and the reuse of rhythm patterns. When learning this piece, we used planet names to identify and differentiate these rhythms. Jupiter, Jupiter, or Saturn, Saturn, or Mars, Mars. I think this could be a really fun demonstration to do with parents using rhythm cards that the students set up and teach. One of my high school students asked if she could learn Total Eclipse of the Heart by ear for this event. To help her make sense of the song, she created a musical map with some shorthand notation, chord progressions, and lyrics to follow as she plays. This is something that we'll share and discuss with the audience. Another student is preparing Sun Shower by Martha Hill Duncan, found in the Celebration Series Level 8 repertoire book. She's planning to discuss interpretation ideas, creative endings, and musical patterns. Depending on the age of the student, I'm planning to step in to co-lead the conversation part of the presentation. And that's another way that I'm differentiating this from a recital or another kind of performance. I'm calling each student's contribution a presentation. I'm thinking for my youngest students that I'll ask maybe three to four questions and have them answer almost as if we're in a lesson and the audience is just invited to sit in and observe. For older students, I'm asking them to think about a few things they want to highlight or share and prepare a brief three to four minute spoken introduction before their performance. I sent around a doodle poll to parents at the end of January to get a sense of their availability. This was surprisingly difficult, but maybe because I gave too many options. Next time, I may only offer four to five options instead of eight. 
Given the number of students in my studio right now, I wanted to divide them into two groups so that each informants will be small and under an hour. It was also challenging to find a mutual time that worked for students who were playing duets, but in the end, I was able to assign everyone to a group and keep ensemble members together. Our informances will be on Tuesday and Thursday evenings from 6 to 7 p.m. Since I teach at a school, I'm planning to use one of the music classrooms for these events instead of the theater, where we have our end-of-year recital. I'll set up chairs around the piano and encourage everyone to dress casually. I will probably type up a half-sheet program so everyone can follow along and also have a physical keepsake from the event. I'm really looking forward to sharing this unique teaching and learning event in my studio this year, and hope that this inspires you to consider how you might plan something similar with your students. In the next episode in this series, I'll share a review and recap of how everything went, what I learned, and ideas for how you might do something similar with your students. Questions? Comments? Reach out to me on Instagram, at AshleyDanu, or email me directly at ashley at ashleydanu.com. I'd love to hear if you've done something like this in your teaching and how it went. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanu.com slash fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanu. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts. This will help others discover this content in the future. Plus, I'd love to hear what you like about the show and if there's anything specific you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.